thank goodness. We'll look at Hebrews chapter 11 this morning. We'll start there. Just just a short snippet. Okay. Thanks, to, thanks to the Lord using Brother Ed this morning. It's just a pretext for what we're going to look at today. Hebrews chapter 11 and verses 1 and 2. That's the text that we read this morning just briefly. And I'll kind of go over it this morning because it goes along with the text we'll read today. So it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Well, we know according to this scripture that this is the this is typically used as the definition that we use for faith, right? This particular passage of scripture. So the text mentions faith as the fruit or the proof of the things that we hope for. Well, we hope for the Lord, don't we? We hope for the Lord's return and believing in the Lord. The irrefutable proof of things not seen. We can testify the things that we don't see, you know, that there is proof of those things. We see the majesty of the heavens. We see the majesty of creation. There's no no inescapable way that we can get away with saying that the Lord does, does not exist. The scripture bears out that the creation bears proof of the creator. So we're, in, we're, we're not without excuse. We have to see this thing around us and see the beauty and the things that we are and test that the Lord created them. But our topic today is on faith. Surprise. <laughs> Brother Ed, you got us warmed up this morning. <laughs> so what is our faith? I believe the chapter one, chapter 11 there of Hebrews, the first verse, provides us with the best example we have of what our faith is. It's like the scripture mentions, our faith manifests and our believing the Lord can accomplish such thing to his honor and glory. We'll jump into that in Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5 this morning. We'll start in Luke chapter 5 there starting in verses 12 through 16. says and it came to it came to pass when he was in a certain city behold a man full of leprosy who was seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him saying lord if thou wilt thou canst make me clean and he put forth his hand and he touched him saying i will be thou clean and immediately the leprosy departed from him and he charged him to tell no man and to go and shew thyself to the priest and to offer thy cleansing according to Moses commanded for the testimony unto them. But so much more went their fame abroad of him and that the great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed of him of their infirmities. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. So here we have the account of Jesus healing a leper and it doesn't say the city's name, but that wasn't important. But the context of what happened was the most important thing. A man who was infirmed came and sought Jesus' healing. Why? 
because he believed that if he would, Jesus would do it, he would be clean. What faith was that? That a man came to be cleansed of his infirmity and Jesus cleansed it because he believed. How many of us believe this way? This way? We live in a world full of disease and infirmity and sickness this day and age. We live in a time of a pandemic. And we turn to medicines, we turn to physicians, we turn to health professionals to provide us with insight and healing. I'm not saying that I don't believe that medicine does it. I work in the medical field, so I believe that medicine does work. But how much more is it that the Lord's people submit themselves to God in faith to believe that he can heal us of these things? Our faith this day and age is lacking. If we would just have faith as the leper did and the and his disciples did that, that Jesus could do these things. What wondrous things we could accomplish. The leopard was stating as he fall, as he fell on his face, he believed that the Lord could heal him. He says, if thou will, thou canest. And Jesus' reply to that was, what? I will be thou clean. And immediately he departed from him. But Christ charge to him was to go and show himself to the priest. Why was that important? Do what? The law. The law at that time was still in effect. So this man's faith had made him whole, but yet he still had to submit to the law. We don't have time to read the entirety, but let's look at Leviticus chapter 14 where it does talk a little bit about that ceremonial cleansing. I wasn't going to, but I think I will. (laughs) Leviticus 14. Let's Let's start in verse 1 of chapter 14 of Leviticus. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought unto the priest, and the priest shall go forth out of the camp, and the priest shall look, and behold, if the plague of the leprosy be healed in the leper. Then shall the priest command and take him that is to be cleaned, two birds alive and clean, and a cedar wood, and scarlet, and hyssop. And the priest shall command the one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water. And as for the living bird, he shall take it and a cedar wood and a scarlet and the hyssop and shall dip them, the living bird, in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. And he shall sprinkle upon him and that it is to be cleansed from leprosy seven times and shall pronounce as clean and shall let the living bird loose into an open field. And he that is to be cleansed shall wash his clothes and shave off his hair and wash himself in water and that he may be clean. And after that, he shall come into the camp and shall tarry abroad out of the tent seven days. 
And it shall be the seventh day that he shall shave all the hairs off his head and his beard and his eyebrows and even the hair that he shall shave off. And he shall wash his clothes and also shall wash his flesh in water and he shall be clean. And it says on the eighth day he shall take two he lambs without blemish and one ewe lamb in first year without blemish and three tenths deal of flour for a meal offering mingled with oil and a one log of oil and the priest that maketh him clean shall present the man that is to be made clean and these things before the lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation and the priest shall take one lamb he lamb and offer him a trespass offering and one log of oil and wave them for a wave offering before the lord and he shall slay the lamb in the place where he shall kill the sin offering and the burnt offering in the holy place for as the offering is the priest, so is the trespass offering. It is most holy. I'll stop there. So you get the concept of what he was doing there. He was, it was a ceremonial cleansing, but to show that he was clean, but what was the intent of the sacrifice there? The intent of the sacrifice was to honor and glorify God and to thank him for being cleansed. But you see the things that are mentioned there. There's two birds, one living and one dead. Then he goes about with the two ewes, two lambs. One is for a sin offering and one is for a trespass offering. I don't think there's any any shadow of doubt there that those lambs were a, were a type of foreshadowing of Christ. But the purpose of that ceremonial cleansing was that the sincere faith of the person that was being cleansed and the desire to be faithful and wholly acceptable before God. Same today, we read in this particular passage of Scripture was what? Go and cleanse yourself. Cleanse yourself to the priest. Why? Jesus had cleansed him. Would, wouldn't there be any more? No. Like we said, the law was still in effect at this time. So it was only what was right in the sight of God for Jesus to say, go and present yourself to the priest. Why? Because he didn't want to cause offense either. So... I have faith that the man went and presented himself and did what was required of him at that particular time. But then it says there in verse 15, but so much more went their fame abroad of him and a great multitude came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. There must have been a great host wanting to be healed of their infirmities. But Jesus withdrew himself. Why? Because that wasn't the purpose of why he was there. It was the faith. The faith that these people needed to possess in the Lord. Read there in verses 17 down through <clears throat> 25 there. It says, And it came to pass on a certain day that as he was pre uh, teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by. <coughs> which were come out of every town in Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. 
And behold, men brought in a bed, uh, in a bed, a man which was taken with palsy. And they sought means to bring him in and lay him before him. And when they could not find a way in that they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst there before Jesus. And when he saw their, their faith, he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is it this which speaketh blasphemies, who can forgive sins but God alone? But Jesus perceived their thoughts, and he answered and said unto them, What reason ye in your hearts, whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Rise and walk? But that ye know that the Son of Man hath power unto earth to forgive sins, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy couch, and go thine, go to thine home. And immediately he rose up before them, and took up that wherein he, he lay, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things this day. And after this things he went forth, and saw public and Levi, and saying unto him at the receipt of custom and he said unto him follow me and he left all and rose up and followed him why are we so shocked by these accounts in the scripture these this group of people that was trying to get their friend to see Jesus to be healed couldn't get in to see him because the multitude was so thick but guess what they did they went up on top of the house how many of us could say the same thing after going and st would it be to do the same thing to go and stand in a line or try to find find the Lord? How many of us would have, would have endured such things? Most of us probably would have went home. I know there's times I'll go and eat with my family at a restaurant and the line is long and I'm like, well, I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to go over here. <laughs> you know, most of us don't have the patience. But this, people here were so hungry and, and, and desired, their faith desired to make them whole that they went after all they could just to find Jesus, to get him to heal them. And Jesus marveled. He says, when he saw their faith, he said, man, thy sins are forgiven thee. We have such a great God. And you see here in this particular passage, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were only limited by their unbelief. Brothers and sisters, we're in darker times than this right here where Jesus was. And we ought to have the desire and the faith to say, Jesus, heal us. I marveled the other day, um, and Sister Judy Byers, I've told y'all, who has stage four colon cancer in, in um, Bakersfield, California. She's had a port put in. She's, had, she's went for testing. She's had all these things done. Most people that deal with cancer would be scared out of their mind. But I was blown away by her faith. And she said, you see me in the grocery store, don't run away from me. If you talk to me, don't. She says, 
My God's got this under control. And people are like, I'm so sorry this is going on. She says, don't be sorry. Have faith that God can take care of these things. That's the kind of faith we need. That's the kind of faith that the Scripture is trying to illustrate to us here in these passages. Let's look at Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17 and verse 11. It says, And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And he entered into the certain village, and there he met ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, shew yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he had saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. And he fell on his face at his feet and give, up, give, himself, give thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering him said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And when he, has dem when he demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered him and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither they shall, uh, shall they say, Lo, hither, or lo, there, or behold, the kingdom of God is within you. And he said unto the disciples, The days will come when ye shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and ye shall not see it. And they shall say to you, See here or see there, go not after them, nor follow them. For as the lightning or the lightning lighteneth out of one of the parts under heaven, shineth unto the other parts under heaven, so shall the Son of Man be in his day. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected this generation. As it is, was in the day of Noah, shall it also be in the days of the Son of Man. They shall eat and drink, and they shall marry wives, and there shall be given a marriage until the day of Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and, and destroyed them all. Likewise also, as it was in the day of Lot, they did eat, and they did drink, and they bought, and they sold, and they planted, and they built. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day of the Son of Man is revealed. And that day he shall be upon the roof housetop and the stuff in the house and let not him come down to take it away and that he that is in the field let him likewise not return back remember lot's wife whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it and whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it i tell you then that the night there be two men in one bed the other shall be taken and the other shall be left two women shall be grinding together and one shall be taken and one left Two men shall be in the field, and one shall be taken, and one left. And they answered and said unto him, Where, Lord? And he said, Wheresoever the body is, thither the eagles be gathered together. What was the intent of this message here? 
Well, first you have to start off by looking at the, the, the ten lepers there. One gave glory to God and stayed and, and addressed Jesus. And Jesus said what? Where are the other ten but this, that this stranger's left? And he told him, he said unto him, Arise and go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. We all have sins. We all have things that we bear in iniquity. The important thing that we are to remember is that our Christ died, that we have an opportunity to serve our Lord. And that we utilize the faith bestowed on us by our God and believe that our God is able to handle these things which we can't even control. What we have here is a taste, a taste of the kingdom, us coming together and fellowshipping and spending time together and speaking words of encouragement and, and showing others that there is hope and the life to come but they have to partake in it. I'm fascinated there were 10 and one stayed. That ought to give us a glimpse as to how the world receives the Lord. Small fraction actually believes. Small fraction actually does what the Lord tells them to do and congregates and gathers follows these principles and teachings that Christ set forth for us and the accounts in the Old Testament of faith that was there. <clears throat> Let us choose to make, take our faith and motivate us to serve our God. Like those patriarchs and those women listed in that 11th chapter of Hebrews that we talked about this morning. Like the disciples that followed after Christ. Our faith has the opportunity to make us whole in Christ. Why do you think Christ was telling them here? Not, don't marvel, don't get upset that these things are going to happen. It's going to continue as it was in the days of Noah. But that should make us push even harder in our belief, in our faith. That as we face these things, that we would be like the leopard it was here in these accounts. And that our faith would make us whole. So consider our faith. What is it? Scripture gives us a little content on what faith is. More than what we can actually hold in our hands, right? But he says if we would just have it a faith of a mustard seed, we can say to the mountain, remove and it will be removed. 
Many people don't get that passage of Scripture. But the point of our faith is that it not stay so tiny, but that it grow and flourish. And then it might bring forth the kingdom of God. So let us consider these things as we go through our week. Where are we placing our faith? We're placing in man. We place it in a vaccine. Do we place it in the, the intelligence of man that God give to man? Or we place it in our God? Because our, our God can demonstrate his protection, his guidance, his wisdom, his knowledge through all of these things. We just need to be more observant and listen and exercise our faith. And then maybe we might just see the kingdom of God fulfilled in us. That's all I have for you this morning. I thank you for your attention.